a super important podcast about hair. Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-hosts. Let's begin. Seriously? Yeah, and I'm like, do you see an N in there? Like you're reading it and you're still saying Kenya? <laughs> oh, I like Kenya. Kenya. Keisha. Keisha. <laughs> and Kaya. Those are, yeah, those they're are all beautiful names, names yeah, but that's not, not that's not your name. But it's not mine. What's my name? <laughs> I'm like, I'll, sometimes I answer to be funny and sometimes I ignore yeah. to be just as funny. I get Steve. Oh, okay. But my name is Steven. And I only go well, by Steven. Well, at least it's a derivative. Now. It is. I mean, Kia and Kenya, like. Those are far apart. Well, they're a whole letter away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> everything else is a little off on that. I mean, I'm like, okay. But I think we just see it and we automatically see the key, the K and then the A on the end. And so they just fill in with whatever. Well, whatever comes into whether their mind. Whether it's Kenya, Keisha, or Kaya. They just <laughs> see the K and the A and then whatever they've heard before. That's what we fill in. Right. Well, welcome to our podcast. This is a, a super important podcast about hair. And then it has a question mark at the end. Because we're like, is it? It's really about life. Yeah. So um, today we're going to talk with... Kia Neal. Kia Neal. We got to get it, get the name right. Let's get the name right. We got to get the name right. <laughs> Always get the name right. So what I, I'm curious, we're here at the American Board Certified Hair Colors Energizing Summit. You were the keynote speaker for it. You're super inspiring. I had one of the, it was one of the best, actually I will have to say, in my opinion, it was my favorite of all for the last eight years that I've been coming here, keynote speaking. Um, and I really mean that because it's like you hit on everything that I really truly believe and love. So I want to like kind of like talk to you a little bit about about that and about Thank what so was much. going on. It's like it was it's pretty cool because it's a powerful thing. And I think it's a really important movement that needs to happen in our in our uh you know, industry. just well, not just our industry. Well, it starts there, it, but it's yeah, yeah, it's like the whole world. It has to like it, it, it's something that we have to, as a people have to like do, and it's something that we have to all do together. And I think it's really cool, and I love to hear. I love hearing you talk about texture versus race. So first of all, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, to your listeners, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Um, you know, I. I have to say, you know, the keynote was amazing, and, and what I know is amazing about it, it was very organic, and it was very authentic. The story was real, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, the whole texture versus race movement is so close to my heart because it is my experience from the beginning. Right. Uh, everything that we talked about from just embracing change, learning how to grow, be willing to grow, and just be willing to accept or to even... Uh, entertain something that might be completely different than what you know and that's okay and using that as an opportunity to grow personally right as well so I really do appreciate how it was accepted because I realized that the texture versus race message can be depending on who's hearing it and whether they want to hear it or not right you know because sometimes we have a filter for things and it doesn't matter what I say. It's I, I, That's not good. I'm not listening to it. And they shut down. But I will say that everyone received the message exactly the way that I wanted it to be received. And even more. 
because the response was amazing. Right. It was truly amazing. It really was. It was like it 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 was incredible. So, can you do us a favor and let everybody who's listening know a little bit about your history and what brought you to be the keynote speaker here? Wow, that's going to be I know <coughs> we have to no, do it in like no, no, five no. words. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's not that it's a long story. Yeah. <coughs> Quite frankly, is is that it happened so quickly. Yeah. From a point and I think the longer part was that, you know, I explained in the keynote that I, I was a stylist, I was a great stylist, but I was a great African-American stylist with a very predominantly African-American uh, clientele. Mm -hmm. And so I was very proficient at texture. You know, I did platform for, you know, smaller companies, uh, mostly African-American companies. They weren't necessarily small, they were just African-American companies. Uh, I had, you know, I had two salons, you know, I was very successful doing things and then I, you know, like I said, I think God kind of got our wires crossed a little bit during some of our intimate praying time, you know, because I'm a single, I was a single mother at the time, and I ended up falling in love with someone who did not have children, nor did they live in my state. So he moved me to a new place where I had to start completely over. Right. And being from South Carolina, I felt like I was very successful there which was great, but I kind of had become a big fish in a little pond. Mm -hmm. And so when I moved to Maryland, which is the DMV, everybody's fabulous, everybody's great. Even if they're not, they, it's perceived that everyone is great. So the challenge was being, a, a, you know, being able to survive being a little fish in a big pond. Right, it's like you went from one, yeah, one extreme to the other. I did, and I, it's That's like I hit a brick wall because right. I, first of all, I wasn't doing hair. I ended up having a baby. Like I said, he didn't have any children, so we ended up having a beautiful son. Um, I stayed home for two years, and I think at some point I didn't adjust well to that set of change initially, and so I became... Uh, a, a yoga mom like I wore yoga pants every day like milk stains on I my clothes was was acceptable can you really like no, I can't like, imagine that this at all. person you see now is closer to who I was on the other side of that <laughs> and so my husband was like are you kidding me like he was like okay so we're not doing hair wearing makeup we're not okay so okay you're you're okay with this and then he said no we've got to change this so within two years he went on ahead he went on ahead and he said uh, you got to get a job and so because he knew that I wanted to do um, color as much as I wanted to do it and I wanted to diversify, I didn't have a real clear plan about how I was going to do that, but I think he was thinking a little further than that. So he dropped me off one day at a Caucasian salon. Like, I did not know that's where I was going, and they were expecting me for an interview. Oh, wow. Like, so he, did he set his interview up for you then, basically? Yes, yes he like called them and told them we were coming, and he took me, I thought we were going to the grocery store, <laughs> and the signals, literally, I can still hear the car signal turning right on the street, it's like, and I'm like, where are we going? And I, it's like resonated so loudly, he says, you need a job, and I was like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, you're getting a job. And he dropped me off. He literally took me there. And I've been at that same place for, se and it's been seven years. And I'm That's still awesome. there. That's But that transition was yet another turn. Yeah. And if you know anything about life and you live long enough, you realize that everything you go through builds up to something else and builds up to something else. And all the parts and pieces to your life, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, all make for an experience that you will need later. Mm -hmm. And it all makes the bigger picture of what you're put on this earth to do. And I didn't know that. So me doing that, 
you know, going into that salon where I was most un most uncomfortable. And, you know, they were uncomfortable. And we took a long time to kind of gel and mesh. And it took a minute for me to, to stop being angry that I was there and being forced to be there and to decide that, okay, I'm going to show up for myself every day and I'm going to learn to take this opportunity to grow. And so I did. And then I started to uncover what it was I was supposed to be doing there. And I started to learn and pick people's brains and take all the classes and get the, you know, and just diversify my clientele. And I literally started over. Right. Started well, it was over. like you're in a new city. You well, not even just a new city now. And I've now got a, a new salon. New salon, a whole oh. new set of clientele that I wasn't familiar with. Right. Even when I interviewed, I did a working interview with a black girl. And they were like, that's nice, but uh, you need to do this one. So they gave me a client. It was a nice Caucasian girl with straight hair. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> So, <laughs> talk I, about no, throwing me off no. the bridge. I was angry with my husband. I was like, you did this, you know. But in the long run. Okay, so now he feels very proud. He's like a little peacock. Like, yeah, yeah I started this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. once we started, I uncovered there was a whole new world. Yeah. To color and to what, you know, we could be exposed to and how limited uh, the African-American community was to some of this information, then I started to, to assemble the organization called the Color Culture, right. which was a, a educational hub for everyone to learn how to do color because now I'm versed in all textures, right? And I'm doing it. But even though I'm versed and I, have, and I started to have a multicultural clientele and, and a multicultural audience, if you will, when I was yeah. teaching, the African-American community leaned in more because I was a better, I was a greater benefit for them mm -hmm. because they didn't have anybody teaching them right. to include them. Right. So it was huge. But then I decided to be ABCH certified. So here's a lot. your yeah. color culture. Mm -hmm. What is your color culture? What exactly is so that? So the color culture was born mm -hmm. out of the space that, honestly, because I knew people, black people didn't know how to do color. I knew that we didn't get the education that we needed. And I knew that the education that was available to us was over our heads. It, you know, when you go get education from all the big brands, they, not only are they teaching their brand, which simply puts it on another page, right. but they're also teaching from a point, an advantage point that you should already be at a certain point of doing color. Right. And that's not always a person that does not do color, that has been scared of color all of their career or has been told, oh, you can't do color on textured hair, so we've stayed away from it. We didn't have the uh, benefit of having a relationship at all with color besides black, brown, red, and maybe a little bleach and tone. Right. Like, we were very limited with that due to chemicals. Right. And so now that the natural hair movement has come along, we've gotten a lot more, in, you know, inquiries about doing color on, you know, our client's hair. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it, and it's been a few years now, but I'm saying everybody now understands that we have to move with the times. Again, being right. fluid and pliable to move with the times as they grow. So with the natural hair community, it's now impressed upon us to get that education. And I want it to open, sort of open and, and pull back the veil and show them like there's a whole world out there that we are not tapping into because we didn't have the education. So the color culture breaks down color theory from the very beginning all the way to advanced where we can run with the likes of a Mazel Aponte, where they can understand him. But I get in in the very floor and answer the questions before they're asked. Right, because that's awesome. Because I learned 
in my experience of humbling myself, learning how to do hair, I messed up a few. I watched. I asked, what are we doing today? What are you going to use on her? Right. And I used everyone in the salon as test theories. They were all, uh, they were all my little tiny little um, uh, 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 scenarios, mm -hmm. if you will. She yeah. started here. We got there. We did this. That didn't work, or did, and it it came out like this. Like I got a visual every day of something and I was experiencing it and walking in it. And I knew that most African-American people did not have that. So I wanted to give them something more so that they could go from the beginning and really understand what does it mean to learn the color wheel? How does that apply? How is that separate from all these different colors, the types of color? What are we really using? How, you know, when you hear people use words and, and call names for things like the difference between dyes or semi-permanent color or, you know, right. rinses and semi-permanents and, you know, permanent versus high lifts and versus, you know, what does bleach do and what does that do? Uh, they need to know what does the developer really do? How, how does the developer really play into the result? And because we come from a texture perspective so to speak the information really includes us from the beginning and gives us that like that what balance. it's doing to the hair structure what it's doing to the hair structure why can't we get these levels or why is it possible for this texture to to achieve certain things versus this texture right but what i found in that whole thing is going back to the basic one of the biggest myths i uncovered what's that white all white people don't know how to do color <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> we didn't know that. We assumed you all were just running circles around, and I realized y'all don't know as much as I think. So you all could benefit from being in my class too. Well, we all. And I'm just no. Being I, honest. I, mean, like, I agree. I can't 100%. be anything but honest. No, I'm just trying good. to tell you. I'm trying to hip you the game. So <laughs> we thought all white people just knew everything about color, and they don't. And what they mm -hmm. didn't know is how to handle hair that might have come from dark, you know, trenches. Right. When you're dealing with two, three, four hair, that's a different animal it than sure coloring is. someone that's a five, six, seven already. And it's a different animal when it, you throw texture into it and you have to consider all the different characteristics and, and variables along with that. Yeah. So people now are like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. So it's not that we're teaching texture, but we're, we are teaching from a, a, a more expansive area and it's so inclusive that they understand now why their color is hit and miss exactly <laughs> no that's great i love that where do you teach your classes all over so we do trade shows we do the premieres we do uh the premiere philly orlando okay. yeah. uh, we're doing ibs next weekend we do um in salon trainings we do other people's um conventions and uh conferences and stuff that's we awesome. but we mostly do our own in salon one hands-ons, you know, in salons, and then we do a three-day culture camp. Okay. Now, culture camp is a retreat that we do uh, twice a year. We go to a themed location, like we'll pick a location, pick a theme, and we will take maybe 25 people to this location, and we will pour into them for three days straight in a community style. That's pretty form. So That's there's no amazing. skipping classes. Like everybody has to commune together <laughs> right. from start to finish. And because we understand you can't learn color in an hour and a half when you go to shows. No. So we pour into you and we do demonstrations and we show you and we do hands on and we explain everything. We do business. We do personal development. We do all of that. Sometimes we have a fix my life moment, you know. Right. All of that. And people leave very empowered. People leave whole. They leave with a sense of purpose and they leave feeling like they have a call to action. 
not okay i took this class now what because i forgot everything no we hold you responsible we connect with you we create community around that relate in that relationship so that you have a support system so that when it's time to do things we're encouraging you did you do some color today what did you do show me your work blah blah, blah. well let me tell you what you could have done better or how did this work out and you get to it's an accountability piece and people need that that's amazing there's so much education yeah. out here but there's not a lot of support right i was gonna say i think even I mean, I know this just through my own experiences. If I don't hold myself accountable, nobody else does. Yeah. And it's if you can create that support and that help where you actually are helping hold people accountable, that's We do. Huge. So we do a little online. We do yep. webinars online. We do some online education. We do groups. The groups are very... I bet those Very, are really cool. Yeah, because when people uh, are really into it, they post their pitch, they might ask a question, and, and it's not just me. You build community. Right. You well, see, and it has to be an exchange. So yeah. I get people that, you know, and this is why Texture versus Race is going to be so wonderful because it's not about just what Kia says. I want to provide space for everybody that has something to share of value to be able to pour in and to contribute to the education and educate educating the masses of people That's so it's not just me so i the way i can keep up because i can't possibly talk to every single person no. but i create and duplicate and mm -hmm. multiply so that everyone has the same passion as me yep. for it and they're able to take the call or take the the question that comes up or you see what i'm saying right we well you can't yeah you have a to network. you have to build a network and you have to build like people around you that'll be able to like really support that what um one last question mm -hmm. how can our listeners get hold of you or how can they find all this information okay so i know it sounds like i got a lot going on and i do you do because we have culture camp coming up in jamaica the weekend after thanksgiving uh mazella ponte will be there that'll be awesome brenda amarell is going to be there and we do uh Texture versus Race has another summit. We did one in February in New Orleans. We'll do another one. And uh, we're, going, we're still trying to lock in our contract. I'm trying to get the best uh, deal possible for our attendees to really be able to enjoy the space. So we're, we're thinking about May. So it gives people ample enough time mm -hmm. to plan for that because it's all hands-on. And Texture versus Race does live models. Oh, wow. We're not doing stiff mannequins with perm rods. We're doing real texture. And wow. if you're white, you're doing texture. Yeah. And if you're black, you're doing straight. You're doing whatever you don't do, whatever <laughs> that is. We, That's we, awesome. We're specific yeah. about that. Yeah, like yeah. Whatever, you, whatever you're doing, you're not there to show us off what you already no, know no. how to do. You're we're here to, to teach like, you yep. and dig into your uncomfortable place and bring you up on solid ground. So that's what that is. Um, that's what we're doing. But you can find me on, the best place to get in touch with me is probably the website as well. You can always go to colorculture.com or texturevsrace.com, they all lead to the same place. KiaNeal.com, they all go to the same place, <laughs> right? Um, on social media, Facebook, you can find me uh, at Kia Artistically or the group. You can find Kia Neal has a page, but Texture versus Race has a group. And that group is very good to get into. Let me tell you why, because we have some great conversations. Nice. Great I'm going to have to make sure I join that one. That one's Please on Facebook, do. right? Yes. Okay. And then we have the membership, the Academy, the Texture versus Race Academy, which is a paid membership, but you get to watch archived videos forever about other people, strategically other people are uh, 
pouring and not just everybody's posting now. Right. You know, we take educators right. that have something to contribute. Um, we just told Shannon, we told Shannon King that he was going to do a blow dry. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's good. You just tell him. To <laughs> I just told him he's doing Shannon it. And he's is like, great. Okay. So we're going to have educators that you all are most familiar with, probably not as familiar with, but you will be doing some texture, but we're going to do all textures. So it's not just curly hair. It's all textures. Nice. Um, then you can find us on Instagram, Kia underscore artistically, um, the color culture and texture versus race and everything. All roads lead back to the same place. You can get all this information um, on any of those platforms because there's always going to be some link or hyperlink or something that leads to the next thing so that you can get the information. But I would love for you listeners to connect with me if they love my message. You know, join the message and figure out how can you connect and be impactful in your own area because we are doing a texture versus race tour. It's like a talking tour. Yeah. So we do things like this. We bring the thought leaders in that area to a mixer. We do a little demo, a little theory, but we're, we're really trying to have the conversation and see what we can do in that area to be impactful and leave a big imprint on the people in that area. And that's also online, where we are, the dates for that. That is amazing. You're one very, 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 very busy woman. I am. <laughs> but it's you love every minute of it. I, I can do. just tell by the smile on your face. I do. I love so. it. That's so cool. I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Thank you and so much for I, having me. Oh, yeah. It was my pleasure. And I hope to see you around at all the shows. You will. You will. And we're going to go and we're going to just like sit down and break bread and talk about how much more stuff we're doing and how we can get involved and work out, work some things out together. Awesome. All right. Sounds thank good. You so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much again for listening to the Super Important Podcast about hair. Hopefully we'll see you again. If you want to follow us, follow us at a super important podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, superimportantpodcast.com. This way you can follow us also on Apple and also on Google.